0: <laughs> two legs and a pulse that's robert's type Yeah. But, really. i mean that's my type too <laughs> two legs a pulse and not interested in me um
1: <laughs> for <of> my life
0: <laughs> looking good and
1: feeling fine looking good and feeling fine Get
2: fine. This episode happens to be five days long. Yeah. Coming
0: to you from the future after we recorded it. It's really long. It's like 11pm. It's 9.30. <laughs> We've been recording for hours. We're exhausted. We've
2: been recording for hours. This episode was a lot longer than anticipated, but the content is really good.
0: So what we decided to do is if you don't want to pay money, you can listen to this version of the episode. But if you are a friend with benefits or you want to become a friend with benefits over at patreon.com slash one more thing, there's going to be a much longer episode that you can like really, we like really dive into it with Bruce. So so if you are a Patreon subscriber, continue downloading this episode, <laughs> but also go listen to it on Patreon. You don't have to listen to it here, just like make sure it downloads so we get that download count. And if you want to listen to the full thing, go to patreon.com slash one more thing and subscribe and you'll get to hear from Bruce. And that's only $1 a month, so yeah, you might as well honestly, to it. how could you go wrong?
2: And for everyone that just wants
0: to listen to the free episode, here we go. It's a good episode. Have fun. Quick disclaimer before this episode starts. We are in a new recording studio at 440. <sighs> I couldn't have asked for more perfect timing. That's going to be happening a lot. There's a musical happening next door. You're going to hear applause breaks and stuff. We're sorry in advance. We didn't want to re-record. And this was the only time we had free. It's us. It's not you. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like our fans outside. It's Well, it is our fans outside. It's the crowd of people who are, like, pounding on the door of the studio. (laughs) Anyway,
1: here we go.
2: Today, we have another guest, my friend Bruce...
1: I don't think we met, did we? We've, like, met, like, yeah. in, in very in brief v- passing, like, two or three times, but not enough to, like... Yeah. So not, a friendship is like
0: starting on this week's episode of podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned for our adventures <laughs> as friends. Every time that we have someone on the show... We do, like to do a five fast facts about them. Yeah. So the first one says Phyllis Shapiro.
1: I moonlight as wealthy, jet-setting traveler... <laughs> Phyllis Shapiro, you might recognize her as playing canasta with your grandmother in Florida or, um, you know, inviting her, inviting you to her her yacht moored in Monaco. She's a very glamorous grandmother, but she is a hoot. Fact number
0: two is Tel Aviv Gay Pride.
1: Maybe you went? Yeah, I did. (laughs) I did. I went on a birthright tour a couple years ago that was in Tel Aviv for Gay Pride. I went on the first gay birthright that the tour provider I went with did, and it was actually a really amazing experience being in Israel with like 55 plus queer people of all all over the spectrum, from all different backgrounds, and when I say everyone was queer, I mean everyone was queer. Yeah, I was going to It's la- much less commercial there. It's less commercial, you don't have companies buying big floats, it is Really, just a parade of very happy people, and it's not just queer people or gay people or lesbians. It's everyone comes out for hmm. Tel Aviv Pride. That's and amazing. It's amazing.
0: Fact number three is the kindest person.
1: I said,
2: we were talking about that all the way here. I was like, Bruce is maybe one of the most kindest, most open people I know.
0: Yeah. Here's a little story for the listeners. Robert was late because his train was delayed. And I was just hanging out in our studio. And I get a text that's like, hey, Jay, it's Bruce. Do you want something from Starbucks? (laughs) We've literally, this is like our first real, I mean, it's really a friendship is beginning. (laughs) Okay, the next, the next fact I hate, it says, personal shopper, not starring Kristen Stewart.
2: I wrote it and was like, I have to, I have to add it so that Jay doesn't say anything.
0: (laughs) Got me.
1: (laughs) I I dress people, I help people present themselves to the world in the way they want to be seen, whether they realize that or not. Mostly it's middle-aged plus older ladies, but uh, I, you know, I'm really privileged to be able to work with just like so many different people. It's amazing from different walks of life and it's fun. I like clothes. I like people. I get paid to talk to people all day.
0: The final fact is in all caps and it says, you don't live in the city. Robert just threw his hands in the air. He
1: did. I mean, I, I'm a commuter. I'm on a 640 bus in Paramus, New Jersey most mornings. Whoa. Was, yeah, but I don't have to be at work until like 930 so I'm in the city by 730. I walk my block to my Starbucks on 40th and Broadway. Come holler at me if you see me in the morning, and get then there I'll at 740. Sit and get there at seven forty. Get there at seven forty, and if you don't see me, I'll be in Bryant Park sitting down reading my newspaper. Oh,
0: yeah, reading the newspaper. Well, wow. yeah.
1: You know, need something to do. Sure. Last week we had Ritzy on because we aren't exactly
2: experts on drag. Yeah. And so this week we have Bruce here because we're not exactly experts on fashion.
0: <laughs> I mean, arguable. But. <laughs>
3: Okay, I see. You think this has nothing to do with you. You go to your closet and you select, I don't know, that lumpy blue sweater, for instance, because you're trying to tell the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back, but what you don't know is that that sweater is not just blue, it's not turquoise, it's not lapis, it's actually cerulean. And you're also blithely unaware of the fact that in 2002, Oscar de la Renta did a collection of cerulean gowns. And then I think it was Yves Saint Laurent, wasn't it, who showed cerulean military jackets? I think we need a jacket here. Mm. And then cerulean quickly showed up in the collections of eight different designers. And then it uh, filtered down through the department stores and then trickled on down into some tragic casual corner where you no doubt fished it out of some... Clearance bin, however, that blue represents millions of dollars and countless jobs, and it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when in fact you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff.
0: Let's go around the room, by which I mean you and me and not Bruce, and say what, like what we know about fashion. I'll go first. Okay. I know that you're not supposed to wear brown and black together, but then sometimes you are. Uh huh. I had that problem today. I know that every morning I Facetime my mom and say, "Does this match?"
2: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the answer is usually no. Actually, when you every time you do like a red carpet thing or you're going on a date, you're always like. <laughs> Which which, which shirt do I use with this blazer?
0: Every time you do a red carpet thing, as though I'm like going to awards show, I, hey. I know, I actually do do a lot of red carpet things, but I outsource all of my outfits. Mm. I went on a date recently and I sent like a bunch of outfit options to literally 15 people. And like piece by piece was like, which shirt do we like? All right, like everyone voted for this shirt. Great. Which pants should I wear with it? Great. We've picked the pants. <laughs> which shoes should I go literally <laughs> down below? And then was like, which hat should I wear? And you know what? There was not a second date, so
2: I know that because of our favorite movie, *Lily Blonde*. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to wear white shoes after Labor Day, sure. Which I did.
0: That's from the musical, not the
2: movie, but yeah. Yeah. And then I need other people to go shopping with me. I've I been shopping with you many keep times on myself.
0: I've both been shopping with you and been at my phone when you're like, "Should I buy this? Should I buy this? Should I?" It's just like constant pictures. Yeah.
2: And then it usually ends with me buying nothing mm-hmm. or buying things that I only wear once or twice. I'm really bad at like the things that I'm most comfortable in. are are not always the most appropriate things to, like... Like, I'm not going to wear sweat shorts to, like, a nice restaurant. Yeah. So I usually have, like, one of everything that I can wear out and is, like, presentable. Yeah. And then a bunch of, like, sweatpants.
0: That's why whenever I go to a red carpet thing, I'm like... I have these two blazers <laughs> and I have all these shirts. <laughs> Which shirt should I wear? And my body's
2: very weird, so it's like hard mm-hmm. to find something that fits me that's also cute. I mean, personally, I think all bodies are weird.
1: Well, yeah. I think all bodies are beautiful and people need to be a little less harsh on... I see naked bodies all day, every day, pretty much. Mm-hmm. All ages, all sizes, all shapes, all of that. People need to be less harsh about their bodies. And by the way, the concerns that you both of you have... And, and sort of feeling in the, this sort of feeling of agita, 99% of people have. I have it. I have it from time to time. Like that's, it's normal. It's normal. It's it's a very rare person who is so confident that they're ready to go wearing no matter whatever it is, no matter what, like just on the fly. The really most important thing with getting dressed, and I tell my clients this day in and day out, is have fun. Don't worry so much, does this match perfectly? White shoes after Labor Day, that's garbage. Ooh. Fashion rules are kinda like, how? Define malum prohibitum. Malum prohibitum is, um... An act prohibited? An act prohibited <laughs> by law, like jaywalking or chewing gum in Singapore. Therefore malum in say? Is an action that's evil in itself. Assault, murder, white shoes after Labor Day. Black and brown, and navy and brown, and navy and black. It works as long as the outfit is put together. As long as it doesn't look like I accidentally put this piece on, and that really comes with the way you carry things, you'll be fine. I love mixing things that you're not supposed to. I get the most compliments on days that I feel like I walk out of my house looking like a clown.
0: I'm really glad you said that because I love to, Robert knows this, I, like, mix patterns all the time. We'll just be like, I don't care if these match. I'm just going to, like, wear stripes I'm going to wear two kinds of stripes, like blah, 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 blah. And every time I do that, people are always like, wow, that's like such a like cool and like fun outfit. Like I would never be brave enough to wear that. Like you look so great. And I'm always like, oh, right. Like when you calm down, things are fine, (laughs) which is, I mean, like a lesson I need to learn in my life in general. (laughs) When you're not so anxious, things go okay. (laughs) But like, It's true.
1: Yeah. It's true. It's, I tell people this, whatever you put on your body, get yourself in the mindset of whatever you're most comfortable in, whether it's sweatpants pants or whatnot, if you're getting dressed up, if you're putting on a tux, if you're putting on a gown, if you're putting on a pair of shoes that you don't love because they fit different than a pair of sneakers, put yourself in that mindset of, I'm in this for a couple hours, you know, because I know a lot of people have problems Mm -hmm. getting dressed up. Mm -hmm. Put yourself in the mindset of, I'm going to find something. It's not going to be as comfortable as jeans and a t-shirt, but I'm going to feel that comfortable. Whatever you're putting on. Or, like, go try things on. See different cuts. I always encourage people, especially people shopping on a budget, go into an expensive store. Mm -hmm. Try on the dream pieces. Because then you'll get a better idea of how things fit and how things fit when there is detail and time and thought put into the cutting and the draping and the fabric selection and whatnot
0: that's actually a really good segue into fashion for many queer people is like the first way that we sort of figure out that we like want to be different in some way. I know for me, I had like the classic experience of like, I grew up watching awards shows, we would be like looking at the outfits and I'd be like, wow, those gowns are beautiful. But I would always be like, I want to wear that suit. Like I have very specific memories of like watching the Tonys and seeing like the gay men wearing like leather suits or like colored suits and being like, yes, that's what I want to wear if I'm going somewhere. And it's the fun, home thing of like masculine of center lesbians like see men's clothing and are like that's what I want to be Mm -hmm. wearing and like feminine of center gay men see women's clothing and think like oh that's what I want to be wearing I despise this dress. What's the matter with boy shirts and pants? You're a girl. This dress
2: makes me feel like a clown. I hate it.
0: <laughs> when you were coming into your sexuality, what was your style like? I grew up going to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs. And so seventh grade was like really weird for me because I kept having to wear dresses to these very formal events. End of sixth grade, beginning of seventh grade, my parents were like, okay, like we have to buy, because I didn't wear a lot of form wear. I didn't really have a reason. They were like, okay, we have to buy some dresses. And so I had to wear dresses and it's so weird to like look back at pictures of myself like myself at prom or, like myself at bar mitzvahs myself at my high school graduation and be like oh my god that person hates what she's wearing she does not want to be wearing that dress oh but to answer your question i wore dresses <laughs> but when i was allowed to dress myself t-shirts and sweatpants Hmm. I was just like trying to be like I'm not a girl, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was made fun of in high school because I cuffed my pants mm-hmm. up because I had a sister. I had I have a sister. Her name's Courtney. She's <laughs> she's fine. Um, <laughs> Thank God. And she wore capri pants all the time. Those were her favorite thing to wear. And I realized there was there wasn't really a a masculine equivalent mm-hmm. to that so I would take my jeans and like rip the knees open because all of her capris had rips in them and would cuff them up like above my calf
3: mm-hmm.
2: And I would go to school. And then, like, because they were so high, people would call me Tom Sawyer. Or, like, Huckleberry Finn and stuff like that. And then uh, it was weird because then it looked like I was wearing shorts, so I had to cuff my shirts up. So any shirt I had was cuffed uh, much like I'm uh, You're right literally now.
0: wearing... <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. But,
2: but this was in, like, 2008, 2007, uh-huh. before, like... It was, like, the hot gay thing. Yeah. So then I eventually, like was like, no, I'm straight, so I had to stop doing that. And then when I came out, that just like didn't translate with me. And then I came to New York and everyone was cuffing their jeans, and I was like, did I start this in Maryland?
0: Well, the interesting thing of what you just said is that for me, wanting to dress like a boy didn't have anything to do with my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, it was present before mm-hmm. I was even thinking about my sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like, I can remember being a child and wanting to dress like a boy way more than I can remember being a child and being attracted to women. For a most of my life, didn't. I didn't, see, like, get the connection mm-hmm. until I, like, started spending more time with, like, m- queer people of, like, different shades. And I was like, oh, it's the same thing. I get it. Like, for me. For many people, mm-hmm. not. But, like, for me, it was just, like, I was like, I'm straight. I just like to dress like a boy. You know? Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, mean, <laughs> the secret's
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always been very fortunate to have a family who's always known... All, like, I'm saying, I came out to my mother when I was 16. And she was like, oh, honey, I know. <laughs> and I was devastated, and I was like, how long have you known? <laughs> and she was like, oh, I don't know, since you're, like, eight. And my aunt from the other room goes, Abby, don't lie to him. <laughs> <laughs> But I've always been, even before I, like, sort of realized that fashion was what I wanted to do, I've always like, I thought I wanted to be a car designer. And, you know, at car shows there are women in beautiful gowns and beautiful mm-hmm. hair with the cars. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it all sort of, like, translated, but I've always liked vintage. I buy a lot of vintage. But, like, I love, I love the thrill of the hunt because I shop, really I shop every day for people. Uh-huh. But, like, my style's always been, like, I've never really been a sneaker person. All like, I like a slip-on shoe or a loafer. I also also, like, cuffed my pants Mm -hmm. not quite so high. Also, (laughs) very well-read insults. Like, basic with a twist. You know, I like a twist. I like a graphic tee. I like a blazer with a t-shirt and a pair of jeans and a loafer, and I'm ready to go. Like, I like to... As much as I like to be, like, dressed up, like, I've always been as comfortable in a t-shirt and sweatpants. But yeah, no, my style's always been sort of like that, like sort of clean, but like zhuzhed. Speaking about being comfortable in clothing, we were at DragCon
2: a couple weeks ago, and the (laughs) booth next to where we spent a lot of our time um, was selling a lot of like gay clothing. It was really great. Mm -hmm. I ended up buying some stuff from them. (laughs) It started to get me realizing that like, fuckboy fashion is kind of in. Mm And there were a lot of things where I was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. But I could never wear a shirt that says, like, come on me mm-hmm. and be, like, just, like, out on the street. Does that person exist? And if so, tweet at me, at Robert E. ack. <laughs> <laughs> like, when Andrew Christian first came out, there was that car wash video where they were all wearing, like, blue yeah. underwear. I was like, oh, great, this is, like, Victoria's Secret for men. And it was an underwear company for a long time, but now they've kind of evolved into, like, everyday clothing.
1: I mean, I have I have a, te- a tank top from one of those brands it's uh, i think trophy pony and it's uh, a it's a like a yellow tank top with in big black letters it says meat it's perfect <laughs> oh. <laughs> but like i like personally like i couldn't do a full outfit of that not because i not because of any listen i think that i'm very attractive bears <laughs> rule. So it's not like I'm worried that I'm going to look a certain way. It's just it doesn't fit my lifestyle, but mm-hmm. like for someone who that's their lifestyle, it's like it's like anything. You're not going to walk around every day in Chanel, like in a Chanel yeah. suit if that's not your lifestyle. Right. We've been talking a lot about how uh I can't wait fashion
2: and clothing <laughs> about how fashion and clothing is a way that you can express yourself, but it can also be used for oppression.
0: Oh, Do you like that? that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So today Jay assigned me to watch this movie called But I'm a Cheerleader. It used to be on Netflix, but now it's not. So I don't know where you'll watch it. Bam. I saw it at
0: BAM with friend of the podcast, Shelly B. Farmer. True.
2: But it's about Natasha Liam, who is not a lesbian in real life, but I'm, she is. I'm not fi- convinced. She is fictionally in almost everything else. Yeah. yeah. And she gets called out by everyone for being a lesbian, mm-hmm. which she doesn't realize that she is, because she, I guess, because she's kind of in this closeted community. Yeah, RuPaul plays this character named Mike who co-owns a conversion camp, and they kind of c- come and do a oh, what's it called when all of your friend- intervention? Yes, they
0: literally they- the name of another <laughs> movie. Yeah. That Natasha Lyonne and Clea DuVall. Were in. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> they do an intervention and they make her go to this camp. And while they're there, one of the steps that they have to follow is gender roles. And so they've kind of placed, kind of, they do place the men and the women that are at this camp in either blue or pink clothing and everything's, like, all of the women are in, like, very frilly, lacy... Housewife dresses, basically. Even when they were, like, there's a scene where they're at the sink and... Natasha, I think, is like brushing her hair or something. Yeah. And she's in like a nineteen sixties like nightgown that has like little ribbons on it and stuff like that. And you can the thing that I thought was amazing is you can tell that each one of them was not supposed to be in that. You see Clea Deval sitting or standing there in the nightgown brushing her teeth, and you're like, that's not what she should be wearing. Yeah. When they eventually sneak out, spoiler, she comes in and she's like in all black. And they all kind of come in and what they what they want to be wearing, and you're
1: yeah. like,
2: "Oh God, <laughs> you feel this like relief of like, that's it. this yeah. is what this is." Yeah. I will say the biggest relief of all of it was at the very end when Natasha comes back in her cheerleading uniform. Yeah. I, weirdly enough, got a little emotional, even though it's, like, a very campy, over-the-top movie. Oh, yeah, totally. With, like, very serious undertones.
0: What I think that movie does really well is they don't like wearing dresses because they're being forced to. But, like, Mm -hmm. when she wears the dress she wants to wear, it's, like, exactly as valid as, like, when Clee Duvall wears Uh leather, which... Hard for me. um. <laughs> I mean, everybody thinks I'm this big
3: dyke because cause I wear baggy pants, I play softball, and I'm not as pretty as other girls, but it doesn't make me gay. I mean, I like guys. I can't help it. I just want a big, fat weaver of my...
2: Amen, sister. I mean, there's even a scene when um, RuPaul is playing football with all the guys, yeah. and one of the guys has, like, his shirt rolled up and then, like, tied yeah. in the back just to make it his... Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And I mean, you can say that that movie is completely about oppression, but I feel like fashion is a big part of the movie. Oh, totally. And just like the look of everything. I did like it a Jim lot. Glad. I really liked Rob. Yeah, Is that All his right. name? I <laughs> know. Uh, he was on Ugly Betty. It was really great for me. He
0: was on Ugly Betty.
2: And I've seen that gif of him with the rake yeah. before on like Tumblr and stuff, and I on- never knew what it was. And then I was like, when it happened, I was like,
0: oh my God. He was on Ugly Betty. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a quick break.
1: Good evening, this is Mrs. Phyllis Shapiro. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. You should do the same damn thing. I'm going to get myself on the information superhighway and go to tinyletter.com slash one more thing and sign up for the newsletter. How easy is that? What I also like to do is I like to follow One More Thing podcast on the Facebook. It's really, really, truly enlightening. And when I don't keep up with the One More Thing podcast on Facebook, I go to Twitter and Instagram and I go to at one one more thang with an A. The A is in thang, the only place you could put it. But you should also become a friend with benefits to these lovely, lovely people. And go to W, again, on the Information Superhighway, go to com backslash one more thing, things spelled like thing, not thang. Have a great evening. Or evening. <laughs> Before we start again, just want to
0: say quickly that I just realized that Ugly Betty is about the fashion industry, <laughs> so it was relevant,
2: <laughs> so I can keep
0: it in. Oh, it's
2: totally relevant. Well, as an unexpected segue, we just watched a documentary about the fashion industry. Yes! <laughs> called Suited. It's on HBO, and you can kind of find it a little bit of everywhere, but it's about a company mm-hmm. called Bindle and Keep, mm-hmm. which, you know what, they don't need the promo.
0: <laughs> Why am I <laughs> sure? Don't. Their suits
2: are very expensive. Yeah,
0: absolutely. After I watched it, I was like, "I want, I want one of these suits. They're so cool." And I went online and I was like, "Cool, the cheapest one is seven hundred and fifty dollars."
1: That's a great price for what they do, though.
0: What do they do, Bruce?
1: They and I haven't seen (laughs) the movie. I'm just I've read about them in the in the papers before. They custom tailor suits for really everyone but you know they've really been focusing on genderqueer and, and people who are transgender mm-hmm. and in the process of who want to feel like themselves and they want to feel handsome and they want to feel you know I, my words fabulous I call everything fabulous and I call everything cute in, in my profession please out there don't get offended by my use of the word cute or fabulous that is just me I call everything cute and fabulous whether you're a nun or a cat.
0: My two favorite things. So Suited is a documentary about this company that follows four of their clients mm-hmm. from the first time they meet the heads of the company to when they, like, wear the suit out and about. And it's really cool because it's run by a cis guy and a gender queer person. Mm-hmm. And the cis guy, he's, like, this sort of nebbishy, like, middle-aged, like, married straight guy. And he's like, I didn't have an opinion on gay marriage, but, um... <laughs> But now I'm, like, number one ally, and he, like, <laughs> loves, like, the trans community, and it's so sweet, and it's a very, it's, like, a great documentary in terms of what we've been talking about, about fashion as sort of a doorway to identity, because there's a part in it that really hit me really hard. I texted you, I was like, I'm four minutes in, I'm already sobbing, this oh, is horrible, yeah, yeah. and it's because there's a trans guy who's getting married and needs a suit mm-hmm. for his wedding, and he they also make his cis brother a suit, mm-hmm. which is, yeah. I, I, it was really lot, <laughs> I was very emotional, so they're showing him fabrics and the person is like does your partner know what they're wearing yet and he's like yeah she does and ray the tailor is like does your partner know what they're wearing for the wedding yet and derek the trans guy is like yeah she does and ray's like oh she does cool and they just like continue does your partner already have what they're wearing yes she does she does but I haven't seen it. Oh, so I have no idea. What it, yeah. It's a very casual moment in the documentary. It's They don't make mm-hmm. any fuss about it. It's just like a passing moment, but it's like such a beautiful moment of just like two people totally acknowledging each other's identities. Mm-hmm. And it just like really moved me that they like use they until they hear what the person's pronouns are. Mm-hmm. And that, that just like really got me. And I was like, wow, I'm truly just watching a documentary about suits and here I am like crying my eyes out at 9.30 a.m. Shouldn't have watched this before work. Derek, I loved him, Same. by the way. I was like, how's he doing? He and his wife were so cute. I mean, they showed
2: the they showed the wedding
0: at the end of the movie, and it's just, I it's wept. beautiful. They showed him getting, like, bottom surgery, <laughs> mm-hmm. and his whole family, They he, like, comes in for bottom surgery, and they're like, do you have a family member with you? And he's like, I have five. And, like, his whole
2: family <laughs> comes in. When he was trying on the suit for the first time, and he puts the pants on, and the calves were too tight, mm-hmm. and you could tell that it gave him, like, a more feminine frame. Yeah. And you could see the look in his face just like his face like went white and he like everyone in the room kind of got really weird about it they didn't necessarily show it like that like it wasn't they didn't exploit that at all yeah but you could tell that like that's what was happening yeah and through the whole thing they're like don't freak out about the pants like we can fix it we can fix it it's fine it's fine focus on the top half how does the jacket fit and they were kind of walking through everything with that and like I guess tailory things and then they just took the pants off and like moved on as if nothing happened Yeah. but I was like oh this is what this is like this is what this is for
0: Well, and it also happened with the woman who was the lawyer, Mm -hmm. because she, like, put her jacket on, and it, like, sort of gave her, like, a boxy frame, Mm -hmm. and she was like, oh, I don't know, and then the the cis guy, Taylor, who was, I just loved (laughs) him so much, he was so fun, he, like, came around the back and, like, held it differently with his hands, and he was like, what do you think about this? And she was like, oh, that's what I want. He was like, great, we can do that super easily, and then he, like, put some pins in, and he was like, that's what it's gonna look like, you don't need to think about it looking the other way ever again. I just loved this, like, really, everyone should watch this movie, it's so great. Yeah. If you have like a complicated relationship with your like gender identity, don't watch it at 9:30 a.m. before you go to work <laughs> because I was crying. I'm 18 years old. I'm from Sarasota, Florida, and I identify as gender queer, gender fluid.
3: Clothes have always been this thing that I felt like, you know, it was just something I put on my body
0: because, like, everyone else wears clothes, so, like, uh, it was never really something personal to me, and then when I started, like, figuring out my identity, I kind of started realizing, like, yeah, my clothes do mean something, and I, I would wake up every morning and I'd have to ask myself something that maybe a cisgender person wouldn't have to ask themselves, I'd have to ask, like, Does this make me look like a boy or does this make me look like a girl and what do I want people to see today and what do I feel like today? Something that I have a little bit of a problem with in terms of most like quote unquote gender neutral clothing lines is that like, gender doesn't exist, so <laughs> what we think of as androgynous is actually just, like, coming from the fact that our society is, like, based in celebrating the male form and objectifying the female form, so when we think of androgyny we think of masculinity. So, my problem with, quote-unquote, androgynous clothing is that it's actually just, like, men's clothing tailored for women. Mm-hmm. The whole point of gender-neutral clothing is that, like, everyone should be able to wear it, and then actually, like, that's great for me, because that's the kind of clothing I wear, but I don't wear, I truly don't wear women's clothes, except women's bras it's I, great yeah it's great for me but it's like not great for everyone else But yeah. I'm
2: selfless that's why it's funny because <laughs> I, I was like oh I think I'm gonna let Jay take this one because I don't have a lot of experience in it because I can't ne- I don't necessarily relate to gender neutral clothing because it's like that it's yeah. like if I'm going to wear something that is more masculine of centered I'm just gonna wear my own clothing yeah there's nothing that's, like, actual, like, true gender neutral where I'm, like, oh, I can get everything out of this. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll see, like, a piece or something, like, on a, on a red carpet, and it's, like, ma. But it's, like, that's not what's being sold to me as, totally. as gender neutral. Yeah,
0: and the the horrible thing about it is that, like, these suits and suited are, like, so... The average person can't afford that. I would love one of those suits because... I
2: mean, in I'm their like, defense, they were buying it for... Totally, it. Like, totally, totally, yeah. Very, like...
0: Important reasons. I am rolling my eyes as hard as you are, listener. but, like, (laughs) I do go to many red carpet events. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They love that. But I I do, because of my line of work, go to many red carpet events. Mm -hmm. And so I... What I, what I wear when I go to a red carpet event is a women's blazer, a men's shirt, and women's pants. Because men's blazers and men's pants don't fit me. And what I would love is to wear, like, a tailored suit to my body. But, like, I don't have the kind of money for that. There's a a line that I really like that actually is gender neutral and sells, like, clothing for all kinds of people. That's called Wild Fang.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mm. love them. And I have a lot of stuff from them, and they have, like, really amazing stuff, but the, the stuff I have from them is all—I get it every December, because in December they have, like, an 80% off sale, and their clo- oh. all of their clothing is, like, over $100. Mm-hmm. Their stuff is, like, true gender neutral. They have, like, all kinds of clothing for all kinds of body types. Their models are, like, people of all genders.
2: One of the things in the list of lines that we have pulled up was one of them is literally called MF.
0: Yeah. And all of their model photos are, like, this is
2: a t-shirt that you and your girlfriend— can wear together oh. Oh. and it's like <laughs> yeah but they oh. market themselves as like gender neutral which I guess like in their eyes they are
1: honey that's like, about it's as gender neutral as that Vogue cover with Zayn and uh, I know and Gigi in the Prada suits the
0: I really do think that people who aren't suits. queer think of like gender neutrality as just male and female and yeah. it's like that's actually not what it means oh my god People's sweatpant slash M. Just say Men's sweatpant. What else um, do we have? We have Tiffany and William. Oh, uh, Tilly or, and William, sorry.
1: Yeah, Tilly and William, it was kind of cute. Not Equal is really cute. Not I, Equal, I would say, is a lot like Wild Fang, but it's a little elevated. It's defi- definitely like a little elevated.
0: Oh, uh, And
1: it looks like they have like three sort of like sub-brands or different three different
2: I can't tell if it's... Yeah, I think there are three different collections. It's weird because they definitely market their stuff as... More
0: more art as opposed to clothing. Yeah, it definitely looks like art.
1: I think, like, that's what I like about this Not Equal collection because it's really, it's like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of thought put into the design where it's not just like a boxy t shirt.
0: My favorite gender neutral clothing line that we have listed here is the Target Kids Gender Neutral line. Yes. Um, yes. Because, so, first of all, I cried when I saw that they had one. Uh
2: huh. And their kids' line is really cute.
0: It's like true neutral.
2: Yeah. And I do want to specify that this is a children's line, they do not have a gender neutral line in. Anything else. Yeah. One of my best friends had a kid, and I had a really rough time shopping for her kid because I was like, ugh, I know that you have told me that you are having a boy, but being its gay uncle, I don't want to buy... Yeah. like onesies with with footballs on it, and yeah. I don't want to. But I also don't want to buy like a green onesie and yeah. like the like gender neutrally like baby clothes colors. And I was like, God, like what do you get a kid when you're trying to be like woke?
0: I have a good segue that happened a couple minutes ago, so I'm just gonna. <gasps> okay. <laughs> Speaking of Zayn and Gigi's
1: Vogue cover, everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah, you
0: know the one. Something that I th- have noticed a little bit recently is like Zayn and Gigi are both cisgender heterosexual celebs. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) They were the faces, quote-unquote, of gender neutrality Mm -hmm. in Vogue, which was... I mean, ev- obviously, this is not, like, a hot take. But, like, everyone was like, that's stupid. Yeah. Because they're not gender neutral. Yeah. Uh, because they both subscribe to the gender binary. A question that I sort of grapple with a lot, which is, like, you know, people like Evan Rachel Wood, Jaden Smith, Pink, sort of playing with gender on mm-hmm. red carpets at events. Evan Rachel Wood sort of, like, famously wore a suit to, like, the Emmys or something. Mm-hmm. And Pink wore a suit to the Grammys and, like, talked to her VMAs. I don't know. And Jaden Smith has worn skirts or more feminine clothing. Feminine? and whatever that means, clothing, on the red carpet and I've always just sort of been like as far as we know Jaden Smith is straight and cis so it always for me is sort of like a weird and like Evan Rachel Wood is bi but she's cis and Pink is straight and cis Pink if you're not straight I'm sorry it's always for me sort of the question of like I'll just quote what I wrote in the uh, outline which is is it a bad thing for a straight cis person to wear queer fashion if it helps to abolish the gender binary and or advance the LGBTQ plus community what do we think
1: I mean Evan Rachel Wood she made it her thing like I think that she's only been wearing suits like since that first one Mm -hmm. and she's like I I think she said something along the lines of I'm comfortable wearing a dress but I'm also comfortable this way and this is underrepresented.
0: Yeah.
1: So I thought that was amazing and Pink has always sort of played with the masculine and the feminine and Yeah, that's like who paints. That's just is. her. Yeah. Like I think like that's her style. She's not like dressing up. And I I mean, honestly, I don't know as much as I love to judge people. I I can't really judge Jaden Smith, but I'm pretty sure that I mean he he and his family are a friend of the House of Chanel. Like his family is <laughs> always in a lot of Chanel. I think that he was one of Carl's muses. I think he walked with Pharrell in their Mm -hmm, mm pre-fall show. So like, yeah, I mean if Chanel's giving you clothing, you're gonna wear it.
2: Yeah. I Whether that's his thing or not. Evan Rachel Wood. I love her. I think she's amazing. She's getting a lot of applause from our studio audience. I love Westworld. I love Across (gasps) the Universe. But I don't think that I had ever really (laughs) seen her outside of her filmography until that red carpet? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, this is you. And she slays.
3: This is a, a, a custom suit by uh, Altazar I, I, I basically, uh, you know, I've, I've, this is my third nomination. I, I've, I've been to the Globe six times and I've worn a dress every time and I love dresses. I'm not trying to protest dresses, but I wanted to make sure that young girls and women knew that they aren't a, a requirement and that, you know, you don't have to wear one if you don't want to. And, Um, to just be yourself because your worth is more than that. So I said this year I'm going uh, homage to Marlena Dietrich and Victor Victoria and David Bowie because it's his birthday.
1: It's so amazing and the cut, the fit is fantastic.
3: They make a good suit. They make a good suit. My thing with
2: Jaden Smith though, he's doing all of this, what can be looked at as good work. Like, he uh-huh. was a model for gender-neutral neut- clothing before, like, any other celebrity mm-hmm. really was. And then he was in The Get Down as the only out gay character, and none of the other characters I thought that know. it was weird that he was gay. Like, he's doing all these things that are that are really small, but kind of making a larger impact. But then in the back of all of it, it's like, oh, great, but he's still, like, straight and cis. So, like, is this okay? Is this yeah. not okay?
0: My wonder about it and also, I mean, I guess we don't know that he's cis. He's True. never said that he's not. Yeah. Mm. For me, you know, there's the difference between him walking in a gender neutral fashion show and him being gay on the get down and him like shouting out young, queer and non-binary and like trans of all shades designers. Mm -hmm. and like wearing their stuff on the runway and and when people are like who are you wearing being like I'm wearing this trans designer who Mm -hmm. is not who like people aren't wearing and so like everyone go to like this person's website and then if he wants to like be in movies like being in movies like by like trans and queer filmmakers and like uplifting people and like doing like sort of like Sean Baker effect of being like Mm -hmm. I have a position of power and I'm gonna like bring people with me Mm -hmm. and for me that's the sort of missing link is that I've never seen him bring someone with him. Jaden if you get in touch with Soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Jaden, we're currently writing our finale. If you want to be on it, tweet at us at One More Thing. Right. Well, the other thing about Jaden Smith, speaking of Twitter, is that people think of Jaden Smith as, like, sort of, like, weird and, like, mm-hmm. artsy and, like, out there. And so I feel like it doesn't really have as much of an impact for him to, like, do these, like, cool queer yeah. things mm. as it would if it was, like, Will Smith, you yeah. know, who's, sure. like, an icon.
2: Well, maybe that's, a, like, maybe Jaden is wearing clothing like that, but because he's not his dad... Yeah. We just Not don't know. Yeah. But if that's the case, Jaden, <laughs> let us know. We will, we will spread will the word. Spread the <laughs> word. So to kind of wrap all of this up, we found a whole bunch of pictures of celebrities on the red carpet in, I don't want to say gender neutral red carpet looks. Things that you typically wouldn't, like, uh, I don't know how to say it.
0: I mean, in, like, unconventional. Celebrities playing with gender on the red carpet,
1: basically. Mm. Yeah. We should also have, like, a, like a positive or negative, like, a... We should.
0: Let's call him a Barbara Streisand, because she has the most iconic red carpet look of all time.
1: Which one?
0: At the Oscars, when she won for Funny Girl. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's
0: a good look, we say Barbara. And if it's a bad look, what's a terrible, terrible red carpet look?
1: Or someone who never looks good on the red carpet.
0: Ew, this Taylor Swift atrocity. Oh, from the Taylor Grammys. Swift. I think she always Barbara Taylor. Barbara
1: Taylor. This
2: is great. Bicyc um, Here's what we're to gonna our do Facebook. And we will post a little album.
0: An album, yeah, yeah, yeah. All mm. Of all
2: of the looks that we've been talking yeah. about this episode. So go
0: to one more thing podcast. We'll give a little break right now for you to go. You should be at our Facebook page. Um, you've got the album open, and we're going to react to these looks. Mm-hmm. Here we go. First one, we've got Conchita Worst mm-hmm. at the 2015-something. At the 2015-something with Dita Vontice, maybe? Mm-hmm. I say Barbara.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I give Conchi- I'll give always give Conchita yeah. Worst to Barbara. It's hard not to. Yeah.
0: Vin Diesel. Um, I love that I picture. I love
1: Diesel. I don't know if that's a—is he wearing a leather kilt or a skirt or a— it looks like it might be a little bit longer than a kilt, mm. just because it's kind of flying out yeah, right looks now. Like right yeah, it may hit almost like like an inch or two below the kneecap.
2: I need more information about it though, because Me too. if he's wearing it as a joke, I'm not about it. Yeah. However, this is a
0: great look on him. So at the Europe Music Awards,
1: two thousand three. Wow. God, that could go either way. Yeah. I'm gonna give him a Barbara. Because I think that's a ballsy look. Yeah, especially especially like Vin Vin Diesel Diesel can kind of do no wrong. Who is bisexual? Let's not forget. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Along with my husband, Channing Tatum.
0: I've just found some more pictures of him in it, and he seems like he's just like having a good time. Yeah,
1: he looks he like he's really it. enjoying it. Not. Oh, he looks so oh,
0: good. he's definitely not wearing it as a joke.
2: He likes it. Oh, no, it also is a kilt. There's a belt. Oh, honey,
0: he's. Oh, these awards were in Edinburgh, so that's why he's wearing it.
2: Uh, but still, he's living. His he looks life. really. He looks like he's having a lot of
0: fun. Yeah,
1: she's living her fantasy.
0: Really, I love this. I say a Barbara. I agree, definitely Barbara. a Barbara. Mark Jacobs. Taylor, I hate this. Taylor,
1: um, because I was thinking of this earlier and I was looking at the picture of him, I don't remember if it was the Met Gala or the CFDA Awards a couple years ago where he was wearing a black lace dress with a pair of white boxers underneath. I mm-hmm. thought that was much cooler. That looks something like a conservative woman from Connecticut would buy at Brooks Brothers woman to wear to like, pick up her kids from prep school. If it was maybe a foot shorter...
0: Yeah. Would, it's honestly like very that. Comeback Little Sheba. The yeah. next one, I'm not even going to look at because...
1: Because you know what it is? Yeah. This is... uh Uh, (laughs) She's always a Barbara Frankly You can't even give her Barbara Because she just is Janelle Monae And she can do no wrong Two
2: Oscar movies in one year And uh, she wears that Her first two movies
0: ever Let's be clear Yeah I mean she only wears suits Like it's her thing Is she like When people would be like Janelle are you like wearing suits To make a statement She would be like no (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just wear suits. Like, it's just how I am. Mm -hmm. And, fun fact, she also wears the suit to pay homage to her mother, who was a hotel maid. Oh, I didn't know that. Which brings us, actually, kind of perfectly into our game this week. We each picked our favorite queer red carpet looks of all time.
2: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: So who wants to go first? I have mine ready to go. Okay. So,
2: this is Alan Cummings. Okay. Cummings? Cummings. Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming.
0: Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Those are cute I, shoes. This game isn't fun because the audience can't see it.
2: They can if they're following us oh, on social right. media. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Go on
0: Facebook. <laughs> yeah.
2: For those of you who don't have service maybe right now. <laughs> yeah. If you're on the subway, Robert will now describe It's kind of a nude suit, but it's a little bit more creamy, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. than like a manila envelope. Yeah. And it looks really good. I like it because this is something that is, I don't want to say gender neutral because it doesn't fit everybody. It fits him very nicely. Mm-hmm. But it's... Something that really rides that like middle ground that isn't just a little more masculine or a little more feminine. Yeah, it kind of rides it perfectly.
0: It also has really cute sneakers. throwing wearing leopard print sneakers. Yeah, I love that.
2: when I look at it, I'm like, I want to wear that.
0: So mine, we already talked about a little bit. I mean, it's Jelena, but she's at the Grammys mm-hmm. in 2011. Oh, um, that jacket! This is when she was nominated for the Arch Android, which, by the way, is the greatest album of all time. And it's like a for those of you who can't see it, it's the classic Janelle Monet hair, mm-hmm. all, like all piled on her head, and she's got like a sparkly. She's in a s- black and white suit, in like a sparkly jacket, leather pants, pumps, and she's got like an an untied tie, and she looks amazing. And she's just like living her truth, and she's so beautiful.
1: So I will tell you, this mm-hmm. is not a very formal look, okay. but it's one. That I love. It is Sarah Paulson, shocking. And <laughs> the critics choice awards oh, here <laughs> looking Fabulous in silver sequins yeah. with her partner Holland. No!
0: Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, oh, this is an anti-Holly Taylor podcast. Oh, oh, is yeah. it really? Just because I want to marry Sarah Paulson. Oh, sure. So <laughs> Holland Taylor is my enemy. She looks Borgeous. I mean I, I have her.
1: I have the full length picture, but like they look so perfect and complementary so together. I think that they look beautiful. I mean, maybe I think and the dress may have just been silver and then
2: she was like, I know Holland is wearing this, so I'm but, gonna uh, add this these little like evil with accents that, that'll like. Look here's good with the
1: her. full length and it's like I just think that it's no, not everyone's going to want to wear a dress, and that's fine. But if you were to wear a dress, it's, this is my, like, I want to wear uh, this is Phyllis Shapiro. I've never seen the, the bottom my that. It. It's cute. <laughs> it's short, not too short. It's not like Brigitte Macron short, which personally I love. I <laughs> think that at almost 70 the world should be your gynecologist. Honestly? Wear short skirts. If you're over 60, wear your skirts. skirts short or not longer. Take a lesson from the First Lady <laughs> of France. It doesn't matter if you're a man Sarah Lord, Paulson. Or any... Anything, anyone, just be.
0: So that's our episode. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Bruce, for, for
1: coming on and Thank you so much. Thank you today. for having Honestly, me.
2: Open invitation if you ever want to come back. Yeah.
1: You let me know and
2: <laughs> So, Phyllis. Yes. Our listeners have just listened to you for hours and hours. Oh, where can they hear more
1: from you? They haven't listened to me. You haven't had me. I thought you were talking to my nephew. Oh, I'm wait, so but, yes, sorry, Phyllis. Me, what are you doing? You I it. just got here. I'm the next guest. Phyllis Do just I... walked <laughs> Phyllis, welcome. <laughs> Hello. Oh, you know, I know you were just having, you had that wonderful fashion <laughs> shoot or something like that uh-huh. first, Yeah, sure. And he ran out and he didn't tell you his social media. So I'm here to tell it for you. Where can our listeners hear from you? Um, From me or from my grandson? Both. I so thought he was your nephew. Is he my nephew? <laughs> Honey, I'm looking for husband number nine. Who knows these sure. days? So anyway, you can only really find me on the Facebook. I have an Instagram, but I don't use it. But on the Facebook, I'm Mrs. Phyllis Shapiro. Who went to Wellesley College, and my cover photograph says, Happy Passover with multi color But really, you want to follow the Instagram of my grandson, Bruce, which is at What This Bear Wore, and you'll get wonderful, wonderful. Instagrams nice. and fashion tips, and sometimes both. Sounds you know, great. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, my drive is outside. I don't feel comfortable in this neighborhood, and I need to go above 57th Street as quickly as I can. Me too. <laughs> On All right, well,
2: thank you for stopping by. Thank I you, Phyllis, for
1: your help. <laughs> That was very impressive. Um, I'm Gemini. <laughs>
2: Phyllis, that's the secret. Phyllis is really the other side of my Gemini. She's the evil side. Thank you to Sarah Kleist for one of our microphones.
0: Thank you to Stephanie Hawkins for our pictures. Thank there you to 440 Studios and Megan Ramez. And Dante Reed
2: mm-hmm.
0: for giving us this beautiful studio that we're in right now. For our, our producer, providing. Anna. Yeah, our producer, Anna Verde, who is not here, which is why we haven't heard her interjections. <laughs> Anna, we miss you. And thank you most of all to our friends with benefits. Yeah. Over at patreon.com slash one more thing.
2: are single handedly producing this entire season. Yeah. So thank you to them. And also, if you would like any to hear more from us, you can always go follow us at One More thing on Twitter and Instagram and One More Thing Podcast on Facebook. And we will see you next week with another guest. So uh, we'll see you then.
0: Great. Oh. <laughs> A fraud, a I'm a
1: I'm
0: a is evan rachel wood the same woman who
1: got divorced from johnny depp i thought mm-hmm. it was marilyn manson uh. didn't she marry marilyn manson um, after I'm dita montes i think so and now they're maybe separated. Wait, so who just divorced Johnny Depp? That's um, the Australian Margot Robbie. No, 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 no. Um, no. The one also blonde, cis, <coughs> <says> heterosexual. <coughs> mm-hmm. Margot Her. Robbie's a better actress than this woman. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. That doesn't really. <laughs> <laughs>